welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Want to welcome as well the birthday boy himself from this week, Jakey of the Bakey. Jake, are you here? I am here. Happy Friday, Dave. 
Happy Friday, everyone. It's my birthday week as well, and we celebrated together, and it's been an extraordinary start of the year. Jake, why don't you set the room while we get uh, today's training slash Q&A going? Let's do it. Yes. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions. We are here on Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And today, uh, David will be doing 30 minutes of a topic on the 12 lessons of life here on Clubhouse. Of course, his Zoom training, which he's been doing for over 21 years on Instagram, LinkedIn. And then the last 30 minutes or so, he will be taking questions on all of the platforms as well. So if you have any questions you'd like to ask, please feel free to raise your hand. Let's also take a quick second, use the plus bar at the bottom, invite your friends, family, anyone that you think would benefit from this hour of power. And then let's also take a quick question before we start. Follow the people next to you, follow the people on stage. And without further ado, let's bring on Dave. Dave, welcome to the room. So excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome everyone. We're blessed to be here. It's getting on 22 years of doing this and I love this 7 a.m. Pacific time Friday spot. Um, Today's training is one of my favorite things. It's a guide that I have all over um, and it's taken from the Sanskrit. It's taken from before writing. And if people ask me, well, you know, what guide do you use for your life? These are the 12 lessons that I use to guide my life. And they are omnipresent in everything that I do. They're extremely simple, but the remarkable thing about the 12 lessons of life to me is how long ago and they were whatever hieroglyphically transcribed and two how applicable they could be today something that was written before writing how applicable it is today and how useful these 12 lessons of life are now i will give everyone the lessons you just have to email me my emails in my bio jake will give it to you um and I want everyone to know that, you know, if you don't get them all, don't worry, just email me. I'll, I'll send them to you with the exercises as well as uh, the challenges I have from the gratitude challenge to the new day challenge, which are all applicable. But please get ready to ask questions. We don't learn, and especially I don't learn uh, what you hear if I don't hear your questions. So let's get started with the 12 lessons of life. The first lesson is really simple and the first lesson of life is you will receive a body now at its core that sounds uh basic yeah obviously uh in this life i get a body and but within the context of that so much more meaning has been derived for example my first and most important non-negotiable my health because if this journey if this lesson of life is about i get a body then the longer my body lasts, as long as my heart ticks, uh, then the more experiences I can have and the more lessons I can learn and the happier I can be, the more abundance I can create, receive, appreciate, acknowledge, ask for more. But all of it is determined on my health. And I always like to say, if you're healthy, you get as many wishes as you want a day. And if you're unhealthy, you only have one wish. Um, and wishes are the greatest asset or a wish is what I call a resource, right? Sources, the omniscient, all present, all knowing uh, infinity of happiness. And in order for my body to be a resource, meaning a continuation of source, I need to take care of it. And wishes are the resource of the body. Um, and so you will receive a body holds a ton of information. And the other one is 
you know, most of us are afraid of death. You know, I don't want to die, but I'm not afraid of it. Uh, in fact, the only thing from this lesson that I've derived uh, about I will receive a body is that the only thing that dies in my journey or my lifetime uh, are limitations. And the ultimate limitation, uh, if you shift your paradigm to believe or have faith that there's something bigger than you, something that's omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing that loves you more than you love your children or your mom loves you, you just realize that the only thing that's going to die in this lifetime is my limitations, knowing that I'm part and parcel to limitlessness and infinity, and I'm just afraid of what that means. I'm afraid of what infinity and all-powerful means. If I'm part and parcel, if that's coming through me, I interfere with the light to not liberate, but interfere with my ability to appreciate, acknowledge, and ask for more. So the number one lesson is crucial. It may seem simple. You will receive a body. Just note that the body must be taken care of. Make it a non-negotiable. Have as many wishes or resources in your life as you want. Live between limitlessness and infinity. And know that the only thing that's going to die in this journey are your limitations. The second lesson um, is you will learn lessons. Uh, once again, it may seem obvious, but the biggest problems that people have, the greatest interference that they have is based on ego, the mistakes, failures, and setbacks that they're afraid of or experiencing. And they don't know how to handle those failures, setbacks, pain, mistakes. Once again, related back to your faith that you live in infinity, between limitless and infinity, with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, you are here because you are not omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing. You're connected to and through it. So the closer you can become to your potential is how fast you can learn lessons. You cannot experience lessons uh, without acknowledgement. And acknowledgement is giving away something, losing it, failing. Uh, any type of lesson is learned through experiential um, indicators. And the number one indicator that you have a lesson to learn is pain. Um, and so those mistakes, failures, setbacks will all remind you that you are here to learn those lessons. So get better at learning lessons. And there's multiple ways to learn lessons. Asking for help is a great way to learn lessons. Actually being more interested than interesting. Asking questions. Uh, which is why I'm pushing on everyone open-ended question guides that teach people how important it is to be more interested than interesting, to learn lessons so that you can figure out, number one, if somebody has a closed mind, and then number two, whether or not they are a sponsor or a power sponsor of yours, meaning they can help you or they know someone that can help you, and whether or not you're a sponsor or a power sponsor of theirs, meaning you can help them or you know someone that can help them, knowing that you have an open mind, searching and seeking for other people with open minds so that all of you can learn lessons quicker. The faster that you learn lessons, the more you expand, grow, and add value to an already expanding universe. It is not a zero-sum game. So when you're learning lessons, you're not taking away someone else's knowledge. You're adding to that person's knowledge. When you receive something, you're not taking away from that person. You're adding to the universe. It's not a quid pro quo negotiation. Get to receive. The more I give, the more I receive. It's the more I receive, the more I expand, grow, and add on to, and the more I can give. 
So take yourself out of a zero-sum game. Know that you are here to learn lessons, to add to and accelerate that process of living. The third lesson uh, that we want to teach is there are no mistakes, only lessons. And I know this one seems obvious and it's overused and overtaught and oververbalized and overwritten and overmeaned. Uh, but I think it's very important because coherence, which is why I have the gratitude challenge, uh, which so many of you think you have joined, is not just to say thank you and know the importance of thank you, knowing that it's the easiest, cheapest, fastest way to change your life. It takes 0.1 seconds and it's free, but yet all of us will forget, including me, to say thank you at one time or another, even though we know it's so powerful. In fact, by tonight, as much as everyone's nodding their head, including the people in my office watching me do this training, by tonight, half of us won't say thank you. By tomorrow morning, another half won't say thank you. And within three days, most of us, because we lack coherence, the ability to remember to say thank you and say thank you, right? Coherence is remembering what to do and actually doing it, that we realize there are no mistakes. If we don't have coherence, then we're gonna realize that there's only lessons of coherence, of remembering, reminding, and recollecting, and then doing that, pursuing our higher selves in a consistent, persistent manner. And even furthermore, through the positive perspective of realizing there's no mistakes and only lessons and giving the meaning to the pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes that we define as such, we then can transform those failures, mistakes, setbacks, and pain as simply indicators that you have the lesson to learn. But in its own, there are no mistakes, failures, setbacks. There's only promotion and protection, which is indicative of that faith that there's something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom does. And so there are no mistakes in your life. When you can shift your paradigm and perspective to learning, to knowing you're only here to learn, and you are here to preserve the body as the vehicle of learning, you will then be able to utilize the wishes, the open-ended question guides, the gratitude challenge, all of these different tools, mechanisms that I've given and will give to you in order to effectuate the coherence of all the infinity of the lessons that exist. Can I remember the lesson and can I do it? coherence through all the different challenges that I have, lessons, guides, exercises, and even during the Q&A are specific to allowing you to remember, recollect, and remind, but also to do it. Reconciling the higher potential, the ethereal with the pragmatic world of 24 hours a day, 24 hours of activity a day, 24 hours of what you have planned, what you don't have planned, and your sleep. 24 hours of activity that you get paid for and you don't get paid for. Redefining and giving the meaning that you wish from this embodiment to receive. Giving the meaning that you want to receive. You will receive a body. You will learn lessons. There are no mistakes, failures, setbacks, pain. They're only indicators that you have the lesson to learn. It's a turn signal, not a stop sign. Reminding, remembering, and recollecting what you're connected to and through that you're being promoted and protected to and through, just like a three-year-old that reaches out to touch a stove and when their mom slaps their hand and screams at them, no, and they immediately cry, think they're being punished 
And then she hugs the child and says, I'm not punishing you, I'm protecting you, I'm promoting you. This is why there are no mistakes. Reaching out for the stove isn't a mistake. It's an indication you have a lesson to learn that the stove may burn you, or this relationship may burn you, or this job that you're pursuing may burn you, or this car may burn you, or this purchase may burn you, whatever it is, allow and understand why our mother, our father, our source slaps our hands at times and screams at us to promote and protect us. There are no mistakes. We are here to learn those lessons to be protected and promoted. The fourth lesson is really interesting because I see this all the time, especially in my, uh, no, I, can't, I keep saying teenage daughters, but they're 22, 20 and, and turning 18. Uh, but my daughters, a lesson will be repeated until it's learned. It may come in a different embodiment. It may come in a different business entity. It may come in a different classroom. It may come in a different playing field. It may come in a different media medium. I don't know, but I certainly have raised my awareness to learn lessons that are being repeated because I know that that pain, mistake, failure, and setback or that indicator of the lesson that needs to be learned will keep on repeating itself as well. And that's the definition of insanity, doing the exact same thing and not learning the lesson. And so when you and if you have three beautiful daughters like I do, and they bring home the same boy with a different embodiment, doing the same stupid 18-year-old, 20-year-old, and 22-year-old things that I did when I was 18, 20, and 22, so I know, and they tell me, Dad, I'm not going to date someone like that ever again in my life. And then it changes from blonde hair, blue eye to brown hair, brown eye to dark skin, light skin, tall, skinny. It doesn't matter. They and I both know that a lesson will be repeated until it is learned. Doesn't matter what job, what relationship it is. So let's all raise our awareness by utilizing the indicator of pain, mistakes, setbacks, and failures to learn the lessons faster. Even in my hiring process, I look for fast learners. I know that the skills and knowledge that are indicated in the interview and on the resume and on the references are just a basement of where that person exists, but I'm looking for potential and ceiling. So I have to determine how fast they can learn to understand their desire that they must be what they can be because their desire is their potential. Their skills and knowledge are their basement. And there are a certain level of skills and knowledge that are necessary in order to effectuate quantitative value in a business relationship. But to determine the ceiling is also important. And one of the ways that we can determine someone's ceiling is how quickly they can be, they learn. Because especially in business, you know, in sales particularly, I see people uh, not adhering or cohering to lesson number four. A lesson will be repeated until it's learned. Uh, number five, learning lessons does not end. What does that mean? That means there's two types of people in the world, ignorant people and ignorant people. You don't know what you don't know and I don't know. You can sit here and listen to me all day long and call me whatever names you want from genius to idiot. And it doesn't matter because I don't know 
because there is a infinity of lessons. And so learning lessons for me and you will not end and there'll be different indicators tomorrow to allow us to learn quickly, determinative upon the trillions of data points that exist just in this universe, let alone in what I believe as this new uh, telescope is showing us, there's trillions of universes. So I don't know about you, but I'm a math person and I cannot configure trillions of data points uh, and how the independent and dependent variables are gonna affect my tomorrow or even my next hour. So for me to procrastinate, I shouldn't say procrastinate, probably whatever the world is tell the future to you is impossible. So let's realize that the two ignorant people in the world are ignorant, humble people that the majority of time are spent telling you, I don't know what I don't know, but here's my experiences and the lessons that I've learned from them. And two, there's ignorant, arrogant people who will tell you and out of insecurity project the fact that they actually think they know what they know. I used to think the most dangerous, uh, ignorant, arrogant people in my lives were the ones that lied to me, cheat me, manipulate me, steal from me, etc. But those people are obvious. The real people that have the biggest danger, understanding that learning lessons does not end and nobody knows what nobody knows and that we just can't take ourselves so seriously. We can only do our best, learn lessons and have fun only learn lessons as fast as we can by doing our best, learn those lessons and have fun, be happy. The, but the scariest people are the ignorant, arrogant peoples that we call family and friends. You know, as a parent, I catch myself all the time in the status of ignorant arrogance telling my children, you know, a truth. You should go to college. You should do this. I don't know. Of course, I know not certain things at a young age to teach them lessons, and I certainly will slap my three-year-old's hand when I had a three-year-old if they were trying to reach out and touch a stove. But that's different than interfering with the lesson learning process, interfering with the truth by somehow thinking you know what's best for a 22-year-old. All you can do is share your experiences and your lessons that you've learned allow them to align it with their values and their experiences to speed up the process of learning instead of telling people. Remember, it's not what you say, it's what they hear and they give meaning to everything you see. So all you're doing is creating more interference with the people that you love the most that we call family and friends. We must remember, recollect and remind ourselves that learning lessons doesn't end. That's including ourselves. Therefore, do your best, learn lessons and have fun. Do your best by learning lessons as quickly as you can and share your experience and lessons with others, but do not tell them or pretend as if you know the truth because you don't. You and I are ignorant, humble people most of the time. And remember, all of these things are lessons themselves. And so if they're all lessons themselves, then we know that we cannot be 100% of that potential, of that infinity, we probably wouldn't even be here if we were. So we have to work within the context that we only want to spend minutes and moments in that ignorant arrogance, not days, weeks, months, and years. The next le lesson, after we understand that we have this body, we learn lessons, there's no mistakes, only lessons. Lessons will be repeated until they're learned. Now, and lessons do not end. Now we take all of that information and the next lesson is 
there is no better than here. There is no better than here. So stop attaching your emotions to an outcome. Stop thinking as if you have a complete set, a zero-sum game, that as soon as you do this, you'll be happy. As soon as you learn this lesson, you'll be there or here. No, 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 no. The way that we determine here is just focusing in on and attaching our emotions to what we want personally, experientially, giving and receiving, who we can help and who can help us as sponsors and power sponsors, running away and firing the closed minds of people in our lives, knowing how through the skills and knowledge and combining our desire so this is where we utilize the student of the calendar. This is where we utilize the open-ended question guide. This is where we utilize you know, the challenges that I give you, the 14-day gratitude challenge or the new day challenge. This is where we utilize the 120 rule, the 520 rule, the three no rule, the 25 no rule. This is where we use what I call the Meltzer kaleidoscope of studying in the how what is it that will make me most productive with the activity I plan, don't have planned in my sleep? What is it that will make me most accessible to others in the activity I plan, don't have planned in my sleep? What is it that will allow me to access what I want in the activity I plan, don't have planned in my sleep? And finally, what is it that I have planned, don't have planned in my sleep that will make me most gracious, empowering me with the ability to find or learn the lessons to find the light, the love, and the lessons, and everything. Now, in the pragmatic world, I utilize knowing my now, knowing that my there is not any better than here, but my now, my here, equal to there, is determined by my ability to prioritize. Prioritizing by what's most important first, using urgency as a subset to that important. But we cannot know what's important to us here or there unless we have determined what is it that we want personally, experientially, giving and receiving, who we can help, who can help us, and how to get that done. Once we prioritize, it is the total antidote to procrastination. It's the antidote to feeling overwhelmed. I always tell people, if you feel overwhelmed, say thank you. That means you are living in abundance. That means you have more than enough to do, more than enough opportunity and options, more than enough people in your life, more than enough phone message and emails, all these different things. You know what your problem is? You don't know how to prioritize because anybody living in abundance knows that we're only given 24 hours of activity. Therefore, we can only get so much done, even utilizing the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. And therefore, that expertise of prioritization is the proven ground where there is no better than here. We just are productive, accessible, and gracious. I'm having so much fun on TikTok right now because I have this power of 64, being 64 hours productive in a day. And of course, you know, pretty famous people are making fun of me saying, oh, 64 hours of work in a day. First of all, I don't believe in work. Work doesn't exist in my life. There's only activity I get paid for and activity I don't get paid for in my sleep. But moreover, it's not what I say, it's what they hear. And they're having so much fun saying, how the hell does this guy do 64 hours of work in a day? I don't. So all the Einsteins out there making fun of me, I use productivity, accessibility, and gratitude and relative to the productivity of someone who works a 40-hour work week, I'm 64 hours of productivity. I produce 
64 hours comparatively to someone that produces eight hours. So if you take a dependent variable of eight hours of productivity, I have eight times the productivity of someone else. Once again, proving the ignorant arrogance of some people just because they star in a movie or they have a huge TikTok following. Uh, but nonetheless, I live in the ignorant humility that my objective is productivity, accessibility, and gratitude to be the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful person I can in what? The enjoyment of my consistent, persistent pursuit of my own potential, not some actor in some TV show or some TikTok star. But nonetheless, I have a good time with it because I don't take myself so seriously and I compliment them for being so entertaining and building my brand on TikTok by making fun of me. Uh, it's awesome. All right, next lesson. We're flying through these here. All right. Others are merely mirrors of you. This one's so important because we waste so much time, energy, emotion, creating interference between us and all those people that care or we are most relative to in our lives. And they're just mirrors of us. So, you know, at one time in my life, before my Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. My transformation before you know, this quantum shift, I truly believed at one time that I hated my father, I hated my best friend, and I even hated my wife. And I realized that others are mirrors of me. In other words, I hated myself. And until I learned to love myself, my father, my wife, and my best friend certainly couldn't learn to love me. And so utilizing and understanding what upsets us, the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, all of these different things, if I feel that way about somebody else, I turn, you know, if I'm pointing at someone else, I got four fingers pointing back at me, that's where I start directing my attention because others are mirrors of myself. So I know, for example, my quantum nature is to oversell, back-end sell, you know, which makes me a great salesman, but it bothers the crap out of me when people oversell and back-end sell me or even lie or cheat or manipulate me because that's some of the things that I hate about myself. Others are mirrors, are merely mirrors of you. The next lesson, what you make of your life is up to you. You give meaning to everything you see. It's that simple. So if something is not in your life, stop worrying about what's missing, what you don't want, or what other people want for you, and put your attention and intention on what you want. Because what you make of it, your life, etc., is up to you. Not what other people think, not what's missing, and what you don't have. Remember, what you pay attention to, focus in on what you give your intention to, not just what you think, say, do, and believe, but what you feel, because feelings, emotions exist in the subconscious. That's why Maya Angelou always said, it's not what you say, it's what they felt. You need to feel it. And when you feel what you want your life to be, that's what it will be, because attention plus intention equals the coincidences in your life. 
The next lesson, your answers lie inside of you. So where do you find these lessons? Not outside of you. You find them inside of you because you can appreciate the lesson. You can acknowledge the lesson and you can ask for more or wish for more, which will teach you more lessons. Your answers lie solely inside of you. So whether or not you are surrounded by the right people and the right ideas, whether or not you're surrounded by the ignorant arrogance or ignorant, ignorant, uh, humble people, in the end, the decision-making process, the prioritization of what, who, how, and now to apply your why exists in you. So if you love yourself, others will love you. Whatever answers you're looking for are inside of you. Stop searching for what doesn't exist. The answer is outside of you. The 11th lesson is one of my favorites. Reaffirming the ignorance of all of us. The ignorance of receiving a body. You will forget all of this. You'll forget every goddamn lesson you ever taught. That's where we started with coherence. That's why I have the new day challenge because I guarantee you forgot almost everything from all of your existence. And that's why we have the 14 day gratitude challenge to teach coherence because you will forget all of this. Like I said, saying thank you is proven by the greatest thought leaders, metaphysics, quantum physics, and physics, yet most of us will forget to say thank you today and tonight, tomorrow morning, half of us, and then within three days, almost all of us. I cannot remember to say thank you every day, and I'm the one that created the 14-day gratitude challenge. I'm the one that preaches and teaches and screams at the top of the mountains to say thank you, the easiest, freest, fastest way to change your life, and I forget it all. So to acknowledge, to acquire the knowledge, you have to be ignorant and humble that you will forget all of it so that your objective is to learn these lessons and to remember, remind, and recollect them. And that's where the last lesson lies. The one that brings this all together, the coherence of our embodiment in the journey of the embodiment to learn lessons, to expand, grow, and accelerate, to be happy, to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential through compounding the interest in the aggregate of bad habits and good habits that will culminate into you and your potential in this lifetime. The last lesson, you may forget all of this, but you can remember, remind yourself, and recollect it whenever you want. And the best thing about the technology that exists today is it's easier than ever to remember, recollect, and remind yourself of whatever you want to the infinity, to the limitlessness. You can remind and remember your happiness and recollect whatever it is you want. So don't fear, fret, or interfere with any of the things you can't remember or you didn't remember through gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and this inspiration, staying inspired, you can remember it whenever you want. You can ask for help or ask Google for help or ask people for help or ask a dictionary for help. Whatever it is you want, you can remember it whenever you want. The 12 lessons of life given to us before writing, given to us before religion, in Sanskrit, simple lessons that allow us to 
be efficient, effective, and statistically successful, to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun, to execute in a pragmatic world that did not exist thousands of years ago. So remember, recollect, and remind yourself that you will receive a body. You will learn lessons. There are no mistakes and only lessons. A lesson will be repeated until it's learned. Learning lessons does not end, and there is no better than here. Others certainly are just mirrors of you. What you make of your life is up to you. Life is exactly what you think it is. Your answers lie simply inside of you. You will forget all of this, but you have the power to remember it whenever you want. These are the lessons that will allow you to be happy. I appreciate everyone. Thank you so much for putting in so many questions. Uh, Jake, why don't you set the room? I'm going to take a question online and then we'll bring someone up. Is that fair? That is so fair. And let's quickly flash our mics here on Clubhouse. Amazing 12 lessons in life. Thank you. All right. Amazing. Dave, and just a quick update here on Clubhouse. We'll need to close the room at 7.52 a.m. Sarah from Breakfast with Champions, let me know. So from 7.52 to 8 a.m., we will be doing it on Zoom. So with that in mind, Dave, if you want to take a question on Zoom, uh, first up on Clubhouse will be Limitless Sigo when you're ready. Yeah, sure. So we'll take a question. We have IG, TikTok, and of course, the webinar with over 60,000 people registered in here. So uh, no problem on Clubhouse, but let's take this one here. What kinds of questions do you ask to determine the value you can provide someone? Um, so for me, open-ended questions are the best way uh, that we can find value. Productivity, accessibility, and gratitude lies within the context of being more interested than interesting. If we're going to learn lessons, we have to understand people's situational knowledge, experience, and, and dummy tax or lessons that they've uh, paid themselves. And so utilizing open-ended questions, which could be also uh, a perturbating statement. Uh, so if you haven't read like Marshall Thurber's uh, social deviance or something like that. You can actually, you know, make fun of somebody's hat and find out if they have an open mind and then ask an open-ended question because you don't want to waste your time asking open-ended questions to a closed mind. It takes a thousand times the energy and effort to re-engineer a closed mind than it does an open mind. So my first intention through open-ended questions is not just to quantitatively uh, articulate value to exceed what I'm asking for or how I could be of service quantitatively over and to someone else. But more importantly, just to figure out if someone's open, open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed. And so utilizing open-ended questions are questions that allow someone to tell you about their situation and the lessons that they've learned or want to learn. So if I get someone to tell me how they are, what they like, what they're doing, what they don't like, I can then tell them, would it help you if blank? then I can quantify that, not living in the world of subjectivity, which so many people do by being more interesting than interested, by being a Barney, a purple dinosaur, you know, everyone's hugging each other these days. You know, I love you, you love me, nobody makes any money. No, we need to actually quantify through questioning how we can be a sponsor or a power sponsor or how someone else can be a power sponsor or sponsor. That's why I'm pushing so hard on the overlap agreement is the memorialization of the quantified value that each party could bring to each other. And so many people feel resentment, offense, and separation because they don't ask for either. 
to be a sponsor, a pirate sponsor, or the other person to be a pirate sponsor, a sponsor, and they have no mechanism to memorialize it and reposit it and access it. That's why the overlap agreement, a simple referral memorialization or referral agreement is so powerful. All right, my friend, uh, Jake, who's up? Limitless Sigo, welcome to the clubhouse. Good morning. Can you guys hear me clearly? We can hear you clearly. <laughs> Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Jake. My friends, all of you. Um, David, I have so many questions, but I guess I have to limit it to one. <laughs> it is so clear to me that you are someone who have found out ways to take those lessons that present in their life and use, learn the lessons, learn what it came to teach them in order to tap into their limitlessness. So I, I'm so curious, David, when those lessons present to you in whatever form, can you share with us what techniques do you usually use to help you get to learn the lesson so that you can apply it and tap into your limitlessness? I'm I just love curious. That. <laughs> Great question. So I created a stop, drop, and roll uh, mechanism. And so the first step in the stop, drop, and roll is to identify the ego-based consciousness. So a lesson I know is indicated by pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. Pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes are indicated by ego-based consciousness. Uh, and so knowing the needs of my ego, whenever I have uh, a need to be angry, upset, worried, anxious, frustrated, guilty, resentful, separate, inferior, superior. And these are not just off the top of my head. These are a list that I practice every day because I know that if my life is about lessons and it's indicated I have a lesson to learn by these ego-based consciousness, I better recognize, remember, and recollect what they are. And so once I do, then what I do is I stop. See, at a younger age, and so many other people, we think because of our ego, even if we identify, oh my God, I'm worried, let it go, let it go, let it go. Even if I do that, I try to resist it. I try to go over it, under it, through it, lie to it, manipulate it, cheat it, fight it. But instead, you need to be a ferocious Buddha. And I say ferocious Buddha because it takes a lot more of a ferocious perspective of will in order to, while you're angry, upset, frustrated, guilty, resentful, to stop instead of resist. Just simply stop and breathe through your nose and out through your mouth to get to center or neutral. And that is where the lesson is learned at center or neutral when you're reminding yourself, what is it I want? Who can I help? Who can help me? How best to get this done and prioritize correctly in the now to apply your why, to be in spirit, to be connected. Inclusive of that in that process is what? The who? Asking for help. Finding someone who sits in the situation that has learned the lesson already and ask them for the lesson through their experience. And then evaluate it with your how and your now to apply your why to it. So in this system of stop, drop, and roll, one, recognize when your mind, body, and soul are on fire through the ego-based identification process, and then stop, don't resist, fight, go over, under, through, lie, manipulate, or cheat, out of fear, simply stop, drop by breathing, 
and then roll in the trajectory of finding the lesson as fast as you can, utilizing other people or other sources or resources, an extension of the source, in order to facilitate the lesson aligned with synergistic or supplementary to where you are, your what, who, how, and now. Not somebody else's, not what's missing, not what you don't want. This process of stop, drop, and rolling is crucial in order to create those productive, accessible, and gracious stems. I actually have someone here. Do you have a question with in 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 the live in the person? Um, actually, I think this is phenomenal, and this was a question that I had asked you before. So to just hear it restated and get that reminder, just like you said, you forget everything. <laughs> you forget everything. Like, thank you for the reminder. And thank you for reminding me of something. That's why I teach people not only to take notes, but more important than taking the notes, because I have books and books of notes. Just go to law school; you'll get it without a laptop, right? Because there was no computers. I got books and books and books of notes. You have to take the next step and create a system to access those notes. That's why I transcribe all my videos and created my own search engine. I've done a lot of things. I've reposited my lessons and stories so that I can have interviews and talks and, and teachers and books and all of it stems from a repository, just like the uh, open-ended question guides of the, the finder's fee agreement I have, the overlap agreement. It's great to have the agreement, but if you don't have a system to access the memorialization and the value of that, then it won't ever have any purpose or any value to it. So um, that's very, very important, not just to remember, but to create a system of remembrance to be able to access it as well. Uh, okay, let me take, thank you, Limitless Cygnus. So, so apropos to what we're doing here. Uh, I'm gonna take another question online. I wanna thank everybody on IG, TikTok, and of course the over 60,000 people that have registered here in front of me and people are actually in person. Hmm? Oh, can you can you help me with that? It's right there. Just give me a thumbs up if you can hear me on Insta now because it looks like it's going up again. Oh, there we go. Thank you. All righty. Anyway, next question. Um, Wow, there's two really good ones here. I'm going to take this one. How to stop a bad habit? Well, bad and good are a matter of meaning. Uh, some things may be bad to some and good to others. Uh, some people say bad and mean good. There's a song about that. Uh, but what I am more import, important is habits. Coherence is what forms habits. We need to remember the activities that's most aligned with what we want and do it. And that's why the new day resolutions, I call it the new day challenge, is so important because habits, whether you determine they're bad or good, aggregate on themselves. And the problem with habits is that only you have to utilize coherence, utilize consistent behavior in order to formulate a habit, but habits work towards the negative much easier than they do the positive. Meaning that when we want something, we expect it to come fast. Therefore, when we're doing the things that it takes to have that occur, it takes too long, so we don't see a result, so we quit. Where the opposite holds true, if we don't want something, we don't think it'll ever occur with the habits that are aligned with that. So for example, I like to use you know, uh, drinking right? You, you drink and, you know, for years it has no effect on you, but it's accumulating, it's aggregating, it's compounding. And then one day you wake up with a problem. The same thing holds true with a good habit. 
you know, you start working out, everybody thinks they should look great instantly. You start eating correctly instantly, but it takes about 90% of the effort to even see a result. And then you get the exponentiality of the good or bad, or the, I call them aligned habits, aligned with your values, because good and bad are subjective. They're Barney, right? Don't make me sing again, but you understand they're subjective in its value. So in order to stop a bad habit, Number one, it takes a minimum of 21 days, not 21 days. It's determinative upon either does it exist in your conscious, your daily activities? Does it exist in your subconscious, your feelings? Or does it exist in your quantum nature, an inherited energetic and genetic habit like alcoholism? I promise you, if you're an alcoholic and you've inherited genetically or energetically an obsession to drinking, that it's going to take more than 21 days to shift that energy that exists in your quantum nature. Now, if it exists in your conscious, it may only take 21 days or less. If it exists in your subconscious, in the feelings that you have, a desire that you have, then a neural pathway can be reformed within 21 days as well, determinative upon the quantum nature of your genetic and energetic inheritance. And so understanding the patterns of your habits is number one, very essential. And the way that we stop it is the same way that we utilize the stop, drop, and roll is identify the habits that are aligned with synergistic or supplementary to what we want, who we can help, who can help us, how to get it done, and prioritize them, utilizing the meaning that we give them and not worry about what other people may think are good or bad habits. Look, so many people tell me all the time, oh, you're a workaholic. I don't even work. So I don't even know what they're talking about. I spend more time with my family because I understand the aggregate effect, knowing that a minimum of two minutes a day with my teenage daughters is worth way more than some dad that's going to Disneyland for two hours on a Saturday. I understand time and the effect it has in the aggregate and compound because I've studied history and understand how human nature works. So I want all of you to determine what habits you want Put meaning behind that and don't quit. Use coherence to remember what you want and do it. All right, Jakey Bakes, who's up next? Why don't you reset the room since we got seven minutes on Clubhouse and, of course, 15 minutes everywhere else. Let's do it, Dave. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing training so far. Quickly setting the room here on Clubhouse, resetting it. We're here at the Breakfast of Champions, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. If anyone would like the 12... Uh, the 12 tips and the 12 uh, the twelve lessons of life that Dave is speaking, please feel free to email him, david at dmelter.com, david at dmelter.com. Amazing questions so far. And next up, we'll bring, bring up uh, Jackie Underwood. Jackie, if you can please unmute yourself and welcome to the room. Thank you, Jake. Uh, hi, David. Hi. Hey, listen, I, I so appreciate you. Um, as I was listening today, you're one person when you're talking now, I can listen to some of the uh, speakers, and I can move around the house. I can do different things. But when you start talking, I cannot multitask. I have to stop and really drop it. I have to literally stop and listen intensely because you're pretty. You, you're very profound. I think you know that very profound guy. And I remember you making the biggest impact on me when I first started coming into this room. I remember you were talking one day about some power words. And you were saying how you put these power words, I think maybe on your phone. From that day to this day, I have three power words that I put on my phone. And they alarm every 6 a.m., 
12 p.m. and 6 p.m. And I have them on my phone and the words are focused, organized, and consistent. And those words and just the fact that I did that, I can't remember half the things you just talked about. I'm telling you, telling the truth about that. I can't remember <laughs> them. But what I do remember are the things that you say that impact me. I take one thing, if I can't give but one thing out of what you say, I take that and I apply it and it has changed my life. So at Grow for God Conference, I could not wait to get to you. We have multiple pictures together. And I want you to know I am your biggest fan. I love you so much. Thank you so much. This is Jackie. I'm done speaking. Thank you, Jackie. And I always talk about refocus because what you're talking about, why people tell me, it's not just because I talk quickly or maybe if others feel as if I'm profound, knowing that 10% of the people will always love what I say, 10% will always hate it. And the better I get at communicating, I can reach or resonate with the other 80%. But more importantly, I love to teach refocus. Uh, understanding that we can only focus in on one thing at a time, uh, it's important to understand that we have to go back and forth between things. So when we talk about multitasking, the people that can utilize time efficiently by doing or appearing to do two things, three things, or four things at once, it's a muscle or discipline of refocusing. So I want everyone to you know, utilize the practice of refocus to be more efficient, effective, meaning that I practice, you know, I even sometimes do my emails during these trainings just to see, because remember the speed of thought moves faster than the speed of light. Time, the 24 hours of man-made construct is based off of the speed of light. When one particle leaves the sun and reaches the earth, it determines our 24 hour clock. But the speed of thought, we can move through millions of years in matter of instance of seconds. So if I ask all of you to go back a million years from now and visit the dinosaurs with me, we can all close our eyes and get there very quickly. If I ask you to go a million years in the future and, and visit Jupiter with me, we can do that as well. And I can describe what it looks like and you can share that vision with me. We can use that, harness that power of thought into the context of time by being more productive, accessible, and gracious, more efficient, effective, and statistically successful by utilizing the mind to refocus. And these are some of the techniques, believe it or not, that guys like Jim Quick and I talk about all the time of how to use the brain to our benefit. Even if others think your brain's broken or you're weird or creepy or whatever they may think, you actually can use your brain to your benefit just knowing the speed in which thought moves comparatively to the speed in which light moves. Uh, so thank you so much. I appreciate all the love. I certainly do. It's encouraging. Uh, but most importantly, I appreciate that you're putting these things into practice, proving that coherence exists, that we can create systems to remember and do. Uh, so utilize refocus as one of those advantages if you're having difficulty uh, with what I say. Thank, thank you, thank so you, thank you. I'm gonna definitely you. change that word to refocus for sure. <laughs> nice, thank you. All right, Jake, I'm gonna take another one online and then we'll take a last, oh, we got two minutes actually. Let's get one more person on Clubhouse before they kick us off. Okay, let's do it. Let's get uh, Dr. Jamicia Braxton, if you can please unmute yourself and welcome to the room. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, I got a call. I think I just, are you there? Yeah. Okay, We're great. Here. Yes, my, my question is this. Um, I, I think that, you know, as humans, we spend a lot of time trying to avoid discomfort and um, instead of leaning into it, you know, and learning from it. Do you think that we should always lean in or are there situations where we should not lean in, you know, to, I guess. Yeah. Learn? Okay. Yeah, I got you. So, okay. <laughs> cause I want to make sure I'm respectful of Sarah. We have one minute. I say learn in. 
And learn in is different than lean in because lean in could mean we're dealing with a pain, setback, failure, mistake that's a closed-minded one, or it's on the great chain of feeding, not worth the time, money, emotion, or value. So we got to fire it from our lives or allow it to fall away instead of feeding it. So I use the great chain of feeding to determine, okay, I'm indicated there's a lesson to learn. Is it worth my time, emotion, value, and money to learn it right now? Well, I know my what, my who, my how am I now, and I'm gonna apply my why and determine, yes, I'm gonna feed this and lean in and learn in. I'm gonna learn in and let it fall away or learn in and fire it. So there is a mechanism. I'm gonna stay within the context of this time. It's 7.52. I love all of you on Clubhouse, david at dmeltzer.com. Reach out to me if you want the guide from today, the lessons, the challenges, david at dmeltzer.com. Close out the room, Jakey Bakey. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you everybody here on Clubhouse. It's david at dmeltzer.com, david at dmeltzer.com. And I will- Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.